Hello and welcome to the one one hundred and six of a second photography podcast. I have not podcasted in a while. I think my last podcast episode was in late December 2021. We're now in April 2022. So effectively, I've had a three month gap and I think it was the right thing to do having a three month gap. I wasn't really doing much photography wise and now I've started up again it seems like the right time to come back to photography podcasting so this episode is all about what I've been doing and what's been coming up and spoiler alert I've not been doing much for the vast majority of that three months I've not been doing much but a few things have happened so globally um, there's been a, a war which is really sad to see and really shocking still shocks me and some horrible things are coming out of that area and speaking of that area, Ukraine, I got Luminar Neo and I've been waiting ages for Luminar Neo. I had Luminar AI and it was OK. I, I didn't use it particularly much. It was nothing special. It was OK. I generally was taking snaps on my iPhone and I was generally doing most of my edits on iOS, to be honest. Luminar AI, I thought was all right. But Luminar Neo came out. And, well, it didn't come out. It was advertised. It was built up. It was hyped. If you can hear a dog, I do apologise. There's a new dog in my neighbourhood and I have no control over when the dog barks, etc. So please bear with me. So it came, it didn't come out. It was sort of advertised and I bought it way ahead of it being released. I bought it for £25 on a special offer. I was probably charged in dollars and it came out at £25. So I just got a single seat license. And then it came out, I think, around February. And I only recently got it. So I've got it. I've given it a quick try and I really like it. It is better than Luminar AI, definitely. It seems faster. It seems more stable. And it just seems more like Lightroom. And yes, it has some nice automated features but I've not really delved too much into it but I am planning to do a review of it. Something else I've been doing a lot is I've been using my iPhone 13 mini for the majority of my photos so it's only really been family photos I've been doing documenting things that the family do going places and I must say what I really have liked is using the portrait mode for photos. And of course, when I get a really good photo, I print it on my Instax printer and you cannot tell that it came from a phone. You know, that's partly because there's um, a, a loss of contrast, a, sort of a, a film look to it. But yeah, you can't tell it came from a phone. So the background blurring, I think, is very, very good on that in portrait mode. I want you sort of sharpen it then you just can't tell so there are some telltale signs on portrait mode and those are things like around the hair between the fingers and things like that but you just can't see those on on instax and to be honest you can only see them on a phone screen when you really zoom in or you know to look for them so i did a photography shoot again i think it was around december um, with a local male model and I took my SLR, took my Micro Four Thirds and I took my iPhone Mini, 13 Mini and I used portrait mode and when I edited the photos you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell the difference, you couldn't tell which one had been shot on an iPhone 
and which one had been shot on an SLR. So that was at the delivery stage. So when I sent them off to the model, I don't think you could tell. And that's because by that point I've edited it. I've, I've used JPEG mini to compress the images if they were shot from my SLR and they sort of end up on an even keel. So yeah, I think iPhone photography has got really good and that's really exciting. And I do plan to do a episode on sort of a review of my iPhone 13, six months in or however months in I am with it. So I've also started doing a bit of miniature macro photography. I'm doing sort of a recreation project and I'm really liking that. And essentially I'm just, it tends to be macro or things like that. So I've actually got quite a lot of stuff for macro. I've got my own dedicated macro lens. It's not one of the best ones, but it's got a dedicated macro lens. That's for micro four thirds. My GR3 has a macro mode. My Sony's everyone. I've got an adapter to put it into macro mode. And your phone does quite good macro as well, although my phone doesn't have a dedicated macro lens um, like the 13 Pro Max. So I've been experimenting with macro stuff. I had wanted to sell quite a lot of my gear because I wasn't doing anything with it. And actually, I never got around to it. I'm glad I didn't because I would have sold the GR3. I would have sold the Micro Four Thirds body and probably the macro lens as well. And actually, now I need them. So one thing about having lots of gear and hoarding it and keeping it is you never know when you're going to need it. And it's I have before sold things and then thought, I need that. And that's really annoying and really frustrating. And of course, if you went and bought the same thing again, you've lost a substantial amount of money from buying it new, selling it and buying it again. And I've also been using Cessolite 3D a lot, which is 3D studio modeling software for getting your lights correct and i've been using something called cine tracer so i have been busy i've started to get more back into photography because things are starting to open up i'm feeling more confident about going out there and doing more in the wider world and not shying away from people as much as i was before so that's my update and there are going to be some new episodes coming out soon thank you goodbye